Hi everyone, welcome back to Prevention Nation, where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. I'm your host, Roy Lutz. Hey, welcome back to Prevention Nation. Uh, it's Roy here with Caitlin, and uh, it's April, and April 26th specifically, and today is Denim Day. So, Caitlin, what is Denim Day like? When did it start? Yeah, so Denim Day goes back to 1999, um, and that is when this is actually one of the longest campaigns for, um, I don't know if you saw that, it's one of the longest campaigns in um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month like history, but it goes back to Italy where the Italian Supreme Court overturned a rape convention conviction due to the tightness of a woman's jeans. Yeah, so the, no, and if I understand correctly, the actual incident was in 1992 correct 1992 an 18-year-old girl with a driving instructor 45-year-old male male, pulled over to the side of the road and um, assaulted her raped her and at that point when she reported to police he was arrested he was convicted but then years later 1999 yep files an appeal essentially and it gets overturned yeah they said her the tightness of her jeans she had to have helped take them off therefore giving consent Right, some implied consent. I mean, that's kind of one of the words I saw in there was implied consent, and I don't, I don't know what other, what other ways would you define implied consent? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it just seems so victim blamey, you know. Implied consent. Oh, you're intoxicated. Oh, you're wearing, you know, revealing clothing. This implied, like, I'm never. It's never implied that I can be raped. It's never implied that I'm don't have autonomy to make a choice to consent. You know, so I think that's just such a bizarre concept. Yeah, with the high schoolers I'm working with, we always go over that. Mm-hmm. Um, we always say, are clothes consent? And I make them, you know, call it back. No. Are the lack of clothes consent? Mm-hmm. Make them call it back. No. And I say, what is consent? I always go, a verbal. And they go, yes. Yep. So making sure that they're all really getting that. Because implied consent, what you might imply, it's like mm-hmm. assuming. Right. you might assume. Yeah, assumed consent. Yeah. It should be the opposite. Implied non-consent. Like, that's... It's always non-consent unless I tell you otherwise. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, really bizarre case. Um, so how did people respond to that uh, overturning of the... They were furious. Yeah. So um, women in the, like, court and parliament and, like, all of these, like, government jobs wore denim the next day in support for this woman. Um, and I say woman. She was 18, legally a woman, but really mm-hmm. teens in the age, a teenager. Yeah, right. Right. Absolutely. This is barely an adult a baby adult Mm -hmm. it's a baby adult yeah Yeah. a little baby adult so they were all like rallying behind this person and now it's this huge thing that everybody follows um even i was at a school today they do a student denim day on thursday so tomorrow but they even like do it at schools they talk about it at school which i think is amazing that is amazing that's changing cultural norms that support aggression on uh violence and sexual assault so i think it's really cool that that schools and i think just in, in general that communities are doing that kind of stuff um, but I actually, I did a deep dive. Oh, okay. Do tell. I did a deep dive. Um, because I'm sure you've heard about other cases like this since, I and mean, that was 1992 and then they started the campaign in 1999, mm-hmm. but obviously we're still talking about it in 2023. Right. So right. even though like we're doing this work for it, I mean, you know, um, it's still happening obviously, which yep. is why we still have jobs, but uh, I did a deep dive cause I wanted to look into some other cases um where similar things have happened maybe not jeans but just where clothes were clothes were determined as a form of consent um so i had one pulled up from 2006 um it's from canada and these are all like international like all all over the place um 
But it was a rapist in Canada was given no jail time because um, the judge decided that the 26-year-old that was raped um, had to have been given consent based on the way they were dressed. I guess she was wearing a, like a tube dress. Um, so it was and that house somehow means consent. That, yeah. So <clears throat> she, the idea okay. was she was going out. She knew the attention that she was going to be attracting. She was going out. She wanted people to look at her. The idea was that... Um, assumed implied consent was used in this one again yeah it was implied that she was going out looking a certain way obviously wanting some kind of attention so yeah. therefore it couldn't have been rape and they went back to drinking they talked about how oh well, if she was intoxicated or um, if she was using drugs because she was going out then she obviously was wanting things to happen to oh, her and i want to like i want to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to like unpack so much of what you just said. I mean, okay, so so what if you dress to go out and look good and impress people and even to turn heads? So what? What is does that justify being raped or sexually assaulted? Absolutely not. So so what? Who cares? Why is that even in discussion um, in that particular case or in any case? And then the second part, you mentioned something about you know, some uh, some concern that maybe she was drinking or doing drugs. Yeah. So what? What does that mean? What does that have to do with consent? Nothing to exactly. do with consent. In fact, in fact, it, it negates consent. If you're using drugs, I can't consent. So right away, it's non-consensual. Right exactly. away. Exactly. I, okay, yeah, so, so anyways, like, yeah. So we're all on the same page with that. I, I, I would hope everybody is, but apparently but not. I'm surprised by these government officials... That aren't on the same page. It's wild yeah. to me. Um, and then we fast forward a little bit to 2011. Okay. Um, and we're in Indonesia now. And a woman was raped and murdered on public transportation. And um, the quote that I had was that her miniskirt provoked someone to be murdered and raped. Yeah. Okay. And that was another government <clears throat> official. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's... While we're doing this work and we're working with these teens, especially like the teens, or I guess you work with a little bit younger of mm-hmm. kids, but the teenagers that I work with, I say these things and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. So how is it that to the teenagers, that doesn't make any sense, but to these government officials and all these other these countries. lawmakers and, yeah. They're, they just don't understand. Do just, you think that's what it is, that they don't understand, or do you think there's more behind it? I mean, I definitely think, especially like we're looking at cultural norms, I mean, victim blaming is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the problem. That's what we're seeing. Like, the clothes are the problem, and that's a way that we can blame the victim. Yeah, because I can't... Because I can't wrap my brain around the fact that somebody doesn't understand that. I, I think they do understand it. I just... Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, I, I think it's just a cultural norm. They they can't... And perhaps they just can't believe somebody would do that without being provoked. So they need that victim-blaming component in order to justify why a human would do such an atrocious and disgusting and horrible thing to another person i don't know i don't know what it is yeah it baffles me Mm -hmm. 2018 um a this one is in ireland um but a lawyer was cited a lacy thong as a sign of consent for a 17 year old that was raped by a 27 year old male um and this is actually similar to a case that happened in 2002 in belfast um where it again a 17 year old was raped and then she was actually forced to show her underwear in front of the court as um a sign of this is what i was wearing it was public humiliation really 
And that yeah, teenager... This is, yeah, that's terrible. I can't even understand that. And that teenager actually ended up um, dying by suicide, um, unfortunately. And in this case, in 2018, <clears throat> that didn't happen. But wow. they, they did the same thing 16 years later, making this 17-year-old child yeah. hold her underwear up in front of all of these people and be judged and shamed. And they talked about her previous sexual histories and all of those things. Um, but the underwear being lacy and red was the sign of consent. Well, again, so much to unpack on that. I mean, just from, uh, I mean, looking at the concepts of child advocacy centers and why the processes are to interview people as few times as possible, understanding that there's additional trauma that happens interviewing somebody um, post uh, sexual assault, post rape, post abuse, post any, I mean, any trauma multiple interviews causes more trauma now you have this person in hearing this story we have this person this young person this child in a courtroom not only having to be interviewed again essentially but in Mm -hmm. in front of a crowd of people and a jury and all but to actually display like that kind of item i just i don't even understand how 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 that justice or that uh you know judicial procedure was allowed so and then and it's tragic to hear that that outcome of that story so so. tragic and then that case we can go to 2020 which is only a couple years later Mm -hmm. um where there was a rape um, case thrown out in malaysia because the woman was wearing red underwear and i think you're just seeing this pattern where it just keeps happening right so if we're just allowing this to happen internationally and i'm sure these lawyers they know about these Mm -hmm. cases they know they can pull these in the um, case of denim day it was used as the jeans alibi mm-hmm. um so that's what they called it but now it creates these, a precedence right yeah so. these other cases are then like the lawyers are like well i can defend you based on this jeans alibi but maybe it's underwear or it's a mini skirt or it's a dress so these are all just a lot of these are just variations of denim day the denim day situation in italy so as long as we continue to justify in Mm -hmm. a court of law that oh it's their clothes it's just going to continue to happen so what do you teach in your class what are the ways to reduce risk let's talk about that for a quick second what are the ways to reduce risk like what are some risk reduction strategies in um in uh the world the the concepts around sexual assault and rape the one that my like the teenagers I work with always list first is that buddy system mm-hmm. idea. Um, I know um, it's always a joke that like girls never go to the bathroom alone. Yeah. But I mean, we're making a joke out of that, but that's risk reduction, right? Yeah. If you're going to places where you could be exposed or mm-hmm. um, you could be separated from your friends, like if you're not yeah, increasing get, your vulnerabilities. Yeah. So stuff, you're yeah. just not going to be separated from your friends. You guys are going to stick together. You're not going to be in a place where you could be exposed alone, where somebody could come in and hurt you. Um, so that's like the one that my teenage girls always talk about, like yeah. always having your friends with you. Um, and do then you tell the, do you tell them all another form of risk reduction is don't ever wear inappropriate clothing or, you know, revealing clothing. No. Because it's insane, right? It's insane. I, I like, in contrast, what is the, what's the uh, education around how do we prevent rape? This one, mm-hmm. the kids in my class are always, they try to list so many different ideas. And it's all things that are already up there under risk reduction. Mm-hmm. And when I say the only way not, or the only way to prevent rape mm-hmm. is to not rape, they yeah. all just go, oh. Yeah, so simple, right? So, yeah, it amazes me in you sharing these stories that of all these court cases, these judicial systems, these these educated leaders, 
um, just can't get that concept. They can't get a concept that we teach super simple every day. That risk reduction is not hasn't has nothing to do with what clothes you have on or mm-hmm. whether or not you drink any or consume any alcohol or anything like that. It's it's more of just more of a social awareness, situational awareness. Um, but prevention is just don't do it. You just don't. Do, there's no way other way to explain it. So you don't have the right to anybody else's body, mm-hmm. so just don't do that. Yep, absolutely. Easier said than done, though, because it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are being. What is it? It's a sexual assault happens every 68 seconds. Mm -hmm. So we know it's happening. So why is that so hard for other people to understand? Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, and I I saw a TikTok when we were bringing this up. I saw a TikTok a short bit back that uh, that kind of challenged. It had it like it was like a skit, you know, Mm -hmm. some actors doing some skit. And uh, they essentially mimicked these same kinds of um, victim blaming, but in other crimes. So, you know. Um, this character was robbed and, um, and, you know, of course everybody is like, well, were you wearing a nice watch? Did you, were you wearing expensive clothes? You know, and the person was like, you know, and obviously joking cause it's a skit, um, the, uh, satire, but kind of, it was like, why? Oh, yeah, I'm wearing a nice watch, but why, why does that matter? And it doesn't obviously is the point of it, but we don't do that. I think the ultimate lesson in that TikTok was, um, we don't do that with other crimes. We don't. If my house gets broken into, they don't ask me, did you leave your door unlocked? Like, why would you do that? Did What did you think was going to happen with your door unlocked? You know that leaving your door unlocked was a welcome, that it was an invitation for them to come in. No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It's just, I, I, I just thought that parody was so interesting because we don't do that anywhere else. We just do this with real humans who are harmed in really profound ways, so... Well, I mean, going into TikToks, I think it's really interesting that TikTok has kind of taken, you know, Sexual Assault Awareness Month and Denim Day, like, into its own hands. And there's that mm-hmm. trend, and it's the, what I was wearing when I was assaulted. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing in those videos is that people are wearing just clothes that they are fully covered. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so if I'm fully covered, then why was I assaulted? Or the ones that are really heartbreaking is when... People will show like their clothes when they were small children, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. what about that? <clears throat> that's we're gonna say that a small child that's exposed. I mean, I have nieces and nephews, and the amount of times that they're running around without shirts on, or they're just mm-hmm. like, um, my one niece, like she just got potty trained, right? So she was running around just in a diaper, so essentially like underwear. Yeah. Are you gonna say that she should be sexually assaulted or raped? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So um, just this idea that TikTok has kind of taken this as well. Like even though you're saying that these clothes are excuses for it, I was wearing something where I was fully covered. So yeah. blame the clothes now. Like the, the clothes aren't the problem. Right, I mean that's that really goes to show the fallacy in the argument from these, from that position of victim blaming it's interesting though like a shift that i've actually seen in schools because i used to have a really big problem at school and i know you have daughters and your youngest daughter Mm -hmm. she is very you know willing to stand up for what she believes in so Mm -hmm. i'm sure we had similar views but um the shoulder thing i remember Mm -hmm. in school the idea that like my shoulders couldn't show because it'd be distracting to male students i just didn't understand that that made no sense to me or like couldn't wear leggings like shorts had to be like six inches above the knee like these rules that were all like put into place and you know they followed them very strictly and now being in schools i mean i just graduated five years ago 
and dress codes are totally different. And I'm not saying I'm, yeah. I'm not standing by like one way or the other. Like, should people be wearing crop tops to school? I don't know. I don't think I'm the right person to speak on that. Right. But I do think it's really interesting that like, the culture has kind of changed around that. Okay. How how so? What what, we, what did you notice? So I'm at these schools, right? Yeah. Um, and they're wearing tank tops. People are wearing crop tops. Um, let's see, like lower cut shirts. I used to get in trouble all the time for like the cut of like a shirt. Even if I had something under it, I was always in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter always had to put duct tape on her pants, cover up her knees and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And now you're seeing like, you know, just clothes are shorter. Clothes are, it's like smaller almost. Like everything is mm-hmm. smaller. And they're not getting in trouble for it as okay. much. So it seems as if that culture is kind of changing. Like maybe people are listening that... Again, not saying it should be one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Just saying that... Yeah, it's not a judgment, but it's just an observation. Just yeah. that it looks like the schools have finally maybe stopped doing that while it's distracting to the male students. Okay. Well, Which, and that's a good thing right I'm, away. Right? I'm So I'm hoping that with the social norms like that changing, maybe it'll kind of shift into other areas. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope. Um, yeah, because that's been one of Ava's issues was always that boys would come into school with a tank top. Um, but if girls didn't, and yeah, cutoffs, and it was, yeah, it was always put, you know, this is going to be distracting to people. And yeah, and I think that just really lends, you know, uh, to the conversation around Denim Day, which is my outfit has nothing to do with you making a personal and deliberate choice to hurt me or harm me. Um, they're not connected. It's not connected at all. So. Yeah. Like the sexualization of, well, especially in school, like mm-hmm. the ch- again, we're talking children, the right. sexualization of like female bodies in general. Mm-hmm. Just, I think there's a lot of, pushback i'm really proud of like younger generations for how they are like pushing back in this like movement to change things i think it's really impressive i think so too but um i don't know i think tiktok also gives people a voice like young people a voice and that's why we're seeing trends like what i wore when i was assaulted and i think people are just speaking up more and they have a platform to speak about that and that's really nice um another um campaign that i did want to touch on um was the clothesline project i know we had talked a little bit about this um last week before we had some technical difficulties difficulties. um but it is a t-shirt project and we actually did this on campus when i was in college and it's t-shirts of different colors and um all the colors represent different types of violence that the people might have experienced and like usually sexual violence um and survivors Mm -hmm. and um the families of victims are welcome to write something on t-shirts and hang them up and so one that really stood out to me was you were my teacher um you didn't have the rights to my body um so that was like one of the big ones that i saw like plastered everywhere yeah um so just that idea that um people are again using this campaign as like a platform to speak about about their own experiences um but so again some of the t-shirts are small they'll be like um families of victims of like young children will um participate and it's just heartbreaking yeah where does this happen everywhere um so i know a couple that i was looking at there was one in california that i was looking at some counties will do it in parks um and universities so um specifically the university i went to miami university here in ohio we uh did it on the slant walk so that everybody had to kind of walk through it and i remember the first year i was in college i didn't participate in like setting up the event but um after i saw it it was just so powerful that next year i had participated in like actually organizing the event and it was just like such a wonderful event especially everybody stopped Mm -hmm. it's something that usually on like a slant walk everybody's trying to get somewhere but it's one of those things that everybody stopped and looks around they're like what is going on 
um, it just gets the attention, raises that awareness. Yeah. Well, that's what we're hoping to do with our podcast also is continue to raise awareness, change social norms um, around um, masculinity, unhealthy masculinity, um, and just the social norms uh, uh, that support violence. So is there anything else you want to you know close on? Or is there another last point you well, in your notes? Well, I'm rocking a cool double denim outfit today. <laughs> double denim. Um, you know, support. I know you got your denim on. Yep. You even got the, like, the blue like denim-ish shirt. Yep. It's linen, but it's denim looking so with my jeans yeah Yeah, so i'm excited to see everybody's denim outfits throughout the day yeah me too and uh please share out on your social medias about denim day um you know just you know and even if you don't share just read about it learn about this learn how to support this in your community how to support survivors in your community and uh that's a goal that's a dream so um we hope you all take care of yourselves and take care of each other